Okay, so this one, assuming I have it timed out right, um, this welcome to our Halloween Steven Seagal spooktacular. Ooh, for this, this is the episode. Is this going to come out? out like on- <laughs> this literally comes out on Halloween Day. Oh, really? No. So you can tell this was very intentional that we had this time perfectly because the zombie vampire like horror ish movie comes out last week and this week <laughs> is a russian mob revenge story which very halloweeny but to yeah. be fair these episodes tend to drop like you know like 6 or 7 p.m like on the day of yeah so if it is like literally 7 p.m on the evening of ohalo's eve and like you're oh time to listen to the steven seagal podcast like rethink that rethink a lot like reverse call to action don't listen don't subscribe (laughs) but so you know just think of our episode from the 24th as the halloween episode yeah this one's coming out on halloween i feel like we have to we have to acknowledge that we're just preempting it this movie has absolutely nothing to do with halloween no no With that out of the way. With that out of the way, what movie are we talking about this week? (laughs) We're talking about the 2009 American-Canadian joint action film, Driven to Kill, Mm -hmm. um, filmed in British Columbia. Interesting. Okay. Um, Really? Yeah, I guess. And I think a lot of people use podcasts like for their commutes. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure we're being commuter friendly because for some people their commute might be like half an hour, for some people their commute might be like you know an hour, forty five minutes or something. But there's an off chance that somebody's commute might be like three minutes. <laughs> so here's the commuter friendly, the three minute commute friendly version of this podcast. This movie sucks. It's terrible. Don't watch it. One star. <laughs> I hated it. Um, that's my review. You're welcome. There that's you go. Okay. Have accurate. okay. Have fun at work. Bye. Play the music right now. <laughs> Yeah, look at that. You finished all your podcasts and before the theme music even started, that's what I call efficiency. But you can't check your six. It's kind of like, you know, taking a screwdriver to a gunfight. What's happening? Just like old Tom. Um, so. (laughs) Well, we're back to normal because... I actually didn't hate this one. <laughs> oh, now we're... It's like slipping back into your old baseball mitt and it still fits. Like riding a bicycle. It's like riding a bicycle. Because I... My kind of sentiment on this is I'm gonna... This is gonna be... I'm gonna do a Hans this week. Like if I get... Uh, like Hans? If, Hans gets to be Hans every single week. We're not oh, all yeah. so fortunate. Mm-mm. I'm going to cash in, like, you know, my Hans chip. Like, I've been to, you know, the Froyo stand enough that I get, like, you know, the 10th one free. So, I get to be Hans today. This movie sucked. I hated it. I'm coming in hot. Like, it made me angry. I did not enjoy myself. It started off awful. And I'm not going to say it gets good. It starts off terrible. And then it gets better from that. But the whole time I'm just watching this movie, I just... I just can't stand this guy. This is the most obnoxious and awful version of his, the same character that he's played like 30 times now that we've seen so far. I yeah. hated it. Oh, wait, I need to do the, it just, ugh, it just sucks. I just, ugh, I just, I hated it. I hated it. Ooh. Well, the Hans noises where you can feel his hands over his face. I just hated it so much. 
that's me with driven to kill <laughs> okay but this like my... what actually happened yeah okay <laughs> yeah, let's get a fuck okay but in hans that. fashion i had to tell you that before i could yes. summarize it you need to know how much I <laughs> you, did, you did a really good job <laughs> i yeah, think you really uh, did you nailed it i think when they turn our lives into a movie you can play hans <laughs> do, we, do each of us have to just like rotate one person to the left is that the yeah deal? i play zach and you play me <laughs> the hans aaron zach well i'm just imagining that like oh it's the hans biopic about his life with zach where starry and zach as hans <laughs> i cannot believe there have not been two actors like two really close friend actors who did that that's probably what's gonna happen if they make like a Ben Affleck movie or something. Like Matt yeah. Damon is gonna play Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like it would be like that. <laughs> or I could see like you know uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross doing that. Like for oh a bit. yeah. Um. Actually, that sign me up. That needs to happen. Shriner coming to theaters. <laughs> uh, November twenty twenty nine. That would be an even more boring movie <laughs> than what we're about okay. to talk about i don't know to kill. It's, it's tough competition <laughs> well actually i well, well we'll get there we'll get there we'll get I there didn't, i didn't hate this one i'm really surprised i didn't hate we're it back to like flipping <laughs> i didn't hate it but you'll see why when we get to the plot synopsis Steven, which is happening now. Hello, welcome. You're at the plot synopsis. Steven Seagal plays Ruslan Drakev. Um, he is a former Russian mobster. And so, of course, his character's name is Ruslan because he could not think of an additional letter. He could just like just change one letter there. Was, well, no, oh, it's Russian. Russian. Okay, his name's Ruslan. Ruslan. I just got a little yeah. long. And just... <laughs> Like the fact, like it, this, is just messing me up that he's trying to do a Russian accent this time, and his name is Ruslan. I'm it, like, you gotta be kidding me. Is he trying to do a Russian accent? Okay, okay, hold, hold okay, okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> not all so the this time. is not, I believe, the second time he's played a Russian. I think in Half Past Dead, his character was supposed to be Russian, but he didn't do an accent in that one. But this one, this is the first time the Russian mob in that one. Yeah. He is full. Oh yeah, this time he is fully committing to his character is Russian. Oh yeah, he started talking. I thought this guy was like. I thought he was going for a really bad Mexican accent at first. Like for the for the first second, I thought this was like a South Park, like Jeff Dunham levels, like dude doing like a Mexican accent. It took me a, a like past the first sentence to realize he was trying to be Russian. It starts off with the worst two minutes of any like film I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> that I think we can with, all agree with. We can all fully that was agree with. just. It's difficult. That was tough to stomach. It was, it was I was like, I'm going to turn this thing off. He is with a woman who seems to be a partner of his. And I don't know. Like, is there such a thing as like the, the anti-Bechtel test? Like, <laughs> the only thing we know about this woman is she seems to please him sexually. And she thinks his stories about being in the Russian mob are cool. And if he tells her more stories about his time in the Russian mob, she will do more things to please him sexually. That is the only oh, thing. And, with her and friend. invite her friend to also. Do yeah. That. Yeah. That's part of the. Yeah. She's like, he, she's like, Ooh, tell me more of your stories. And he's like, no. And she's like, I, I'll make it worth your while. And he's like, ah, oh, you baby, you've treated me so good. And she's like, my friend over there, she hasn't, we'll, we'll invite her over. It's disgusting. It's really, really gross. <laughs> I, I hate it. Um, and the story he's telling from the mob is not even that interesting. No. Um, it's <laughs> and, about and, like... And it factors in? Not at all. Not at all. You well, could like, you yep. could skip 
Oh, okay, they yes. tried, but not well, no, really. So this entire time, he is actually an author, apparently, in this one? Yes. <laughs> so we learn that he's living in California. He used to be a Russian mobster. The story he was telling was about, like, they would put a metal spike underneath, like, a paper cup or whatever, yeah. and you just have to slam your hand down. And she's like, how'd you know that the, the spike wasn't there? And he's like, I didn't. The secret is to not give a f- They're playing, like, the shell game, but with yeah. a spike yeah. under one of them, under one yeah. of the cups, and you have to slam your hand down on the cups and... Make sure you don't slam your hand down on a giant needle. Well, you just slam it down, and the trick is to not give a f- You don't know which one it's under. We've spent um, longer talking about this awful scene than true. it actually was. Just um, the worst. And we learn he used to be in the mob, and now he's like, you know, Tim Schmancy writing his, like, you know, thriller, <laughs> like crime novels or whatever. Um, he gets a call me from spit his up ex. Water. <laughs> he, he gets a call from his also the image of him using a keyboard is so funny it's oh like my watching, god it's it's like watching a, a bear from yosemite <laughs> national park try to use a keyboard like he's just pawing at it vaguely he's, how does he write I his books i like can't even like what you're describing is so in, like accurate that is not hyperbole in the slightest like it That's looks exactly like they gave what him it a is. comically small keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> he's type like his arms are out to the side and he's typing at it like like perpendicular <laughs> to how you would actually hold your hands on a keyboard. It's the strangest to, like, thing I have ever seen. It's so funny. <laughs> he like he could not have put in any less effort. I'm sorry. I always do this. Just keep going. Keep, Just keep going. going. We got a power, power through. Um, through. He get he gets a call from his ex-wife. His ex-wife says, "Hey, your daughter's getting married." Um, Steven Seagal has very much not been in either of their lives for some years at this point. Um, he mentions being with this woman for like five years. I don't know exactly how long he's been separated. Like, not just like divorce, but like complete, absolute, like radio silence. Yeah. Like in this phone call, he asks like, oh, she's still in college or doing grad school or whatever. And and, the mo- and his ex-wife is like, oh, she like got her law degree and she's working in the DA's office. Like yeah. <laughs> that takes some time <laughs> that he has had yeah. no updates. Apparently, Mm-mm. this is not set in like the 1800s. This is like he has a phone. So whatever. He flies to come like day of like morning of for his daughter's <laughs> wedding that's how involved of a dad he is and he gets there and like this is just why it's just so annoying because he's just doing like all the like dumb boomer like dad stuff like (laughs) i need to meet the guy and give him my approval and i know you've been planning this wedding for months probably at this point but like if you could use this ring like day of hey actually want to use this ring and you know i I just gotta take care of you like i hated it that he has been like absolutely not involved at all in her life and then all of a sudden now he is like dictating every single thing that happens like the stereotypical deadbeat dad like they could not have nailed it anymore i just want to make sure you have a good man um it's great because he shows up and he's talking to his ex-wife and her new husband is there and he like speaks in Russian to her, so the husband can't understand it. And he's like, "I would like to take you to bed." And she's like, "I would like that as well." <laughs> it's awful. Um, Why does he have such a good relationship with his ex-wives in all of? I, that's the thing. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> because no should... woman in a Steven Seagal movie is allowed to not like Steven Seagal. I guess I shouldn't. Let me clarify. It's not a good. Like, you hope that your, you know, if your right. parents get separated, you hope they have a good relationship. Like, that's fantastic. No, this is like. A weirdly still sexual happy relationship between two people who were divorced. And this is not yeah. the first time. Like if you <laughs> It's very doesn't, weird. It if, doesn't like, make any sense. I'd like to be very clear to make a statement from the podcast. Like if you in real life 
seek a divorce if that is best for you if that's what's best for your family absolutely cool no judgments like that is 100% okay if you still manage to stay friends with your ex-partner awesome that's great that's fantastic that's best case scenario but if you in real life have like four ex-wives and like you married one of them while you're still married to another one and they've all ended like horribly and every single time your character has an ex-wife in a movie like that woman is like still sexually interested in you and loves you more than like her current husband you have like a narcissistic personality disorder (laughs) like there's something wrong anyway but her new husband seems like he's bad news yeah i don't know he just kind of seems like a jerk um and her daughter his daughter is marrying like like rich jerk energy not yeah yeah like rich jerk lawyer energy which (laughs) fair he's Um, a defense it's important to know that he's a defense attorney he's a criminal defense lawyer Mm, yes 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 (laughs) so we don't that's important later um and apparently in this universe defense lawyers are evil they're the worst. Everyone hates defense lawyers. It, it kind of so that's, how, that's how defense lawyers follows, work on like, TV. Law and order rule. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, they get the bad guys off. They just love their, they get their kicks off of making sure bad guys like stay <laughs> yeah. out of prison and on the streets. Anyway, his daughter oh, is man. engaged to, yeah, we're really failing at getting through the synopsis. We're 10 minutes into the movie. His well, we daughter can skip is the next engaged. like 45 minutes because they don't yes. matter. <laughs> she's engaged to the son of a local russian mob boss like is like a but like they weren't cool like steven seagal is not friends with this mob boss oh they were just, arch like, enemies they were arch enemies um but it seems like the the son is like no i just love your daughter like I don't, i'm not interested in the whole russian mob thing um <laughs> So Seagal's like, okay, I'm going to go to my hotel. I'm going to leave. And like people just kind of leave. And then these dudes come in and just straight murder Seagal's ex and almost kill his daughter. She's still alive. Um, but again, the police sh- show up. They're doing their you know police thing that they're supposed to be doing. They're doing their job. So Seagal shows up and just starts telling them, hey, actually, you're, I, you're doing this. Right. You're, you're listening to me now. And for some reason, they listen to him. Yeah. This isn't even we, he's done this before. But normally, like, he is a former cop or a cop or an FBI or CIA or something. He is a former Russian mobster turned crime novelist. And he picks up. And he up, shows up to the crime scene. And he's just, like, tell, barking orders at everyone. Well, he doesn't just bark orders. He, he shows up at the crime scene, sees one of the cop's yes. jackets, oh, like, over a chair, yeah. takes the badge out of the jacket, puts it in his jacket, and then starts barking orders. And then, like, 30 seconds go by. Like, this matters not at all. 30 seconds go by and the woman whose badge he stole says, hey, that's my badge. <laughs> yeah. Like, Walks onto why? a crime and scene, impersonates she, an officer, gets caught immediately. <laughs> and then after getting caught by the officer, here's impersonating, he gives more orders and she stills like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, yeah. He's like, don't tell anyone that she's alive. We're going to act like she's dead. And she's like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, good idea. It's stupid. It sucks. I hate it. Um, uh, ex-wife's husband uh terry he is like hey i want revenge too so let me point you in the direction of one of my former clients who can get you a gun when Seagal shows up the people don't trust him and then they get a text and they're like yeah this guy's a cop and they try to kill him of course Seagal kills them all um and he sees that the text very like you know a real professional criminal would do they have the fact that it's the lawyer <laughs> like new husband's like name saved in their contact yeah. so it says they got a text from terry <laughs> telling them that Seagal is a cop he was trying to set up to get Seagal killed so Seagal's like okay i'm gonna oh um yeah and then you the bleh. I, I, I can't actually remember what happens before this or after this it doesn't matter he like 
he he goes to her his daughter's fiance and he's like so you need to be a real man and you need to get revenge so i'm going to take with you on like my revenge rampage and show you like you know how a real man gets real revenge this is going to be important later mm-hmm. <laughs> that he is that the son is like hey i'm just like i'm not a I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude. And Skull's like, no, you need to come with me and do like mobster stuff and like rough up some dudes and like get revenge on the fact that your fiance was murdered. Um, he's like, I really don't want to. That's not. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> sure, I guess if you and and oh and his dad shows up, the Russian mobster that was rivals with Skull, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, that'd be good. Like, take my son and go do this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so he's like, okay, if both of you are gonna like make me do it, fine. <laughs> And so then this is where we can kind of just skip like, you know, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, because they're just doing that. Empty they're, nothing. They just go and rough people up and somehow that leads them to the next clue vaguely. There's really like, no you know, rhyme or reason to any of it. They shoot up some guys and that leads them to a strip club where they just kind of happen to bump into like more people. And there's like a 10 minute scene where they just have this very slow conversation about being in the mob <laughs> while a woman just like gyrates in front of them yeah that scene sucks i hated it it was very uncomfortable they just, they just like, go get, to the private room private of a strip room. club there's no reason for this scene could have taken place in the car on the way here but it's could have Seagal not happened also. just decides to have this dancer in front of them the entire time they're having this conversation about him not wanting to be a mobster but Seagal's like but you have to be like you don't have a choice and he's like I don't that that doesn't make any sense I <laughs> right. um this whole time the one detective he was impersonating and another one like are kind of doing and invest like they're trying to investigate the crime too it doesn't matter no. it doesn't go anywhere they, they discover don't do no anything. evidence like, they follow no leads they bring in some of the people, like, they bring in Seagal at one point, and she, like, reads part of his book to him. Sure. They, like, bring in, like, a bunch of the dudes he roughs up. They, bring, like, talk to some of them. They don't get anything. It doesn't matter. They don't even come up in the last, like, half hour of the movie. You just kind of, the movie forgets about them. They don't matter at all. Um, until eventually, as we go on and we get to the movie, uh, they the police escort that have been watching over his daughter in the hospital like yeah the, the nurse calls and she's like he's gone so he's like okay i need you to like take her to an abandoned wing of the hospital like get her where like no one will be able to find her like i'm coming that way and it turns out that so the his ex-wife's husband terry was kind of scheming he, he's a part of this plot to like kill them because the ex-wife recently discovered like compromising materials on him that she was gonna like blow the whistle on like oh he's a corrupt lawyer Ooh just like all defense attorneys right ha 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 yeah um and the fiance's dad the rival crime boss is also in on this because he doesn't like that his son is he's a russian mobster he's like my son is marrying like this attorney in the da's office like i don't like that so they're all in on it everyone that you're supposed to not like in the movie it turns out they're evil and they were they're in on this whole plan too and just in case the the viewer didn't know that they explain all of that to you it's very helpful. Close honestly. to the very end. As if you just as completely seen, tapped out for a while there. <laughs> yeah, as we've seen in the past in the past in these movies. Just in case you didn't know, they have a little monologue and they explain the plot up to these po- up to that point. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> the one kudos I'll give to this movie, like more movies that are in the similar vein should do that because they're like, hey, if you if you haven't been paying attention, if you tapped out, if you've been on your phone, like here's what happened. You're like, thanks for the spark notes movie. I appreciate it. <laughs> So basically the whole That's Russian mob so for the area is showing up dressed as police officers and they're raiding the hospital. Dressed as police um, officers. Uh, okay. Well, 
they're just they wearing on, like their typical Russian mob stuff. Like they're in tracksuits with like bullet, and yeah. they, they put on bulletproof <laughs> vests that say "police" across the front, and then walk into the hospital with Kalashnikovs like, and just start shooting it up. Yeah. Um, they actually one of the police and, officers mistakes them for other police officers. So, like, hey boys, and then they yeah. just decide to shoot them. Like they could have just kept walking; it would have been fine. Uh, so of course Seagal shows up and he helps fight them all off. Uh, the the fiance he like Seagal has him stay with Terry like in the room like with the daughter like and he's got Terry he has the fiance handcuffs. hold Terry at gunpoint. Yeah, they're just chilling in there the whole time. Um, Seagal kills the dudes like you know one by one. There's one bit it's. <sighs> You know, when Seagal tries to MacGyver himself, like he tries to, like you know, be a cool guy who assembles something. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that this is this as bad as when he uses his crafting skills to turn two knives into one knife. <laughs> but he's making like an explosive device, and you see him like meticulously placing in like scout, uh, like you know, cowpers and you know, scalpels and like you know, medical like uh, like surgery, saw. surgical equipment, yes. sharp things, a bone saw. Things that he's you like could carefully find in the packing the stuff in, like he's <laughs> to make a claymore, and then he puts that in like a plastic bin, and then he just shoves like five drawerfuls of the stuff on top. Like I don't even know nails. why he was like packing just stuff in. Construction nails, just nails, <laughs> random stuff, like any sharp object like you could think of. Framing nails, like just ninja, like shuriken, <laughs> like hospital. I who knows like I don't know what spark plugs sure whatever uh, but like he just like packs it in and then puts it in a bin and just tosses like so much more stuff on top and then in when he's fighting the guys he like pushes this thing and explodes and it takes out one dude he spends all this time to make literally like a tub sized bomb and kills one dude which he made out of just duct taping all of those knives to a grenade a grenade like, <laughs> he not... just could have thrown the grenade. He just could have grena- thrown the grenade. The grenade it would have been up. faster, easier, more efficient, more deadly. And the grenades come up twice in this movie, and both times it's a frag grenade, and yeah. both times it makes this like huge gasoline explosion. Yeah, that just doesn't. Ugh. <laughs> um, and then we get to the end. Seagal encounters uh the fiance's dad you know his arch enemy or whatever they have their you know big fight it's dumb um of course he yeah hand-to-hand fight until at the end the guy pulls out the gun and skull gets the gun from him and he doesn't shoot the guy in the head he shoves the gun into the guy's eye socket <laughs> okay so did you know i'm really sorry but did you notice that when he's holding the gun that the guy pulls out it's a 1911 and when he shoves it into his eye socket it is a very different gun that is clearly not a 1911 that's pretty much what i expect from this movie because i don't even think you could shove a 1911 into a no, guy's no, eye socket they, they got something that has a much more like tubed yeah. <laughs> like, i don't know what you would like the the barrel isn't it's in the shape of circular. a handgun yeah exactly <laughs> I know that is a gun that exists. I right. I don't know what it's called. It, right. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a different gun weapon. than the one they started off with. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and so bad guys are stopped, and it's great because Seagal walks into the room where Terry and the fiance are, and uh, he's like, "Okay, now you can go and take the take Terry, turn him into the cops." And so he leaves, and of course, the second the fiance leaves, yeah. his daughter wakes up from her, you know, severe case of movie characteritis that puts her in exactly the, the most conveniently timed coma possible. 
so she can you know they can talk and they can reunite and she can be like i love you so much you know you're great (laughs) and then the fiance just kind of comes back like he literally leaves for two minutes and she like wakes up during those two minutes and then like seagal like yells at the guy he's like you need to put this like mobster stuff behind you like you need to be a good man and like take care of like provide for my daughter and give her a good life like, that's what i was trying to do this and entire I, time that's like my final that's my breaking point that's my camel straw because i'm just like he didn't want to do any of this you bullied into him doing like this stupid like rampage ride along. He would have like been sitting at home letting the cops do their job if he had it his way. But Skull's like, you need to put this all behind you. Like she needs a good life, my daughter. <coughs> Horrible. And that's the the end of the. Oh no no! There's one more scene at the very end. <laughs> he goes back to California where he's from, and the scene of him oh. walking, the shot of him walking down the street, is the shot from the beginning of the movie just mirrored. <laughs> They just reuse footage from the beginning of the movie and just and mirror that, it. <laughs> he just does he like it. does he like get a call from his daughter or yeah. something at the end? And she's does, like, I love you. And they dub over it. That he she the she just got back from her honeymoon. Yeah. The yeah. very first thing she did was call him. And then roll credits. And then we're done. <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it Hated sucked it. pretty bad. Okay, okay so what else? yeah, what did y'all think? I I You know how I how I, I feel. yeah, I, I I can see how you felt. Um, Go I, ahead, Aaron, I'm kind of in you're... the Hans. Can't, I didn't hate this. I have in my notes. Uh, I'm actually having a pretty easy time following the actual plot, which cannot be said of most Seagal movies. <laughs> but this movie, for, for me, this movie's greatest sin is just being boring as dirt. <laughs> like it's a it's a movie about like rival mobs and like Russian mobs and like a a evil lawyer who's like in bed with the russian mob and who hires hitmen to kill his own wife and they make all of that just like boring as watching paint dry and it's that's like it's it's greatest sin is it takes things with ideas which ought to be interesting and just makes them as boring as possible but the like as a story i can at least follow the story like i was never confused as to like what is going on right now i was never confused as to like who the major players are which cannot be said of previous seagal films we have reached a level of competency Mm -hmm. that if it were less competent i might actually have a better opinion of it (laughs) <laughs> because then at least it would give me something to like think about i was like white knuckling not just staring at my phone throughout this entire movie yep uh because it's just so e- like it's it's so simple and just done in the most boring way possible that's what i don't like about this movie it's just it's incredibly boring yeah no on it technical level it exists it's fine i just that's why i had like i just personally vendetta just irrationally hated this but like it's not the worst one we've seen in uh, being assembled but it's just because you have like 50 minutes at least that's just like revelations happening that like aren't revelations at all like like they're like oh hey we know that this guy's actually working with this guy and you're like yeah of course Mm -hmm. what did you think cons so i 
everything that you have both said, I'm not going to disagree with. It was boring. It was dull. There was a lot of fluff in the middle that didn't really matter. But it exactly what Aaron said. There was a flow to this movie. You can follow it. Beat to beat to beat to beat to beat. And maybe I'm so numb to that (laughs) because so so much of what we've been watching recently doesn't have that flow that... (laughs) Getting to watch a movie with that flow gave me some kind of like, oh, all right, I I'm, I can get into this. Maybe I was hitting the flow state a little too hard on this one. Maybe I maybe I let that wash over me a little too much, but I didn't have a bad time. It was dumb. It was bad. This was the quietest we've ever heard Seagal. He was yeah. so, like, unbelievably, ludicrously low-spoken, and he just kind of whispered everything. And he just kind of talked like this. Is it fair to say that this is maybe like the least consistently he's been able to hold one of his accents oh, or voices all over the place? For sure, yeah. it is everywhere. He makes it big doesn't, he doesn't even. I, it's not even like he kind of loses it here or there. It's like he makes big swings. I don't even think he starts the accent until he gets the call from his ex-wife. Like yep. that whole first like painful scene. I, he's I just have like, that in my notes. As soon as he starts talking to his wife, who has a very clear Russian accent, then all of a sudden he has his, and it's not even. It's not even scene to scene that it's different. It's within the same scene. They're yeah. still they're shooting the same thing, and his yeah. voice just just starts to shift yeah. in a different direction. But he still talks like, real quiet like this, and it just doesn't make any sense. Opposite hemispheres in the same sentence. It's very weird. Very yeah. weird. Also, I just I maybe it's just my hearing, uh, but I had a hard time just understanding what anyone was saying. I don't know if it was like the audio mixing or if people weren't like confident in their lines and they just kind of mumbled <laughs> or like sometimes characters will just like casually switch between English and Russian as they're speaking. And there are no subtitles except at the very end of the movie <laughs> in like the final boss fight yeah. uh, with his arch nemesis, the other Russian mobster. Suddenly that now there are subtitles, even though there have been no subtitles <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. No, yeah. it was it was bad. It was I I think I just had a better time with it because of what I'm so used to seeing, but it wasn't good. It was really dull. I yeah. think I was just I was just letting it wash over me, just like we've Fair. we've had to get used to in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I don't have no, anything yeah. else. I don't have any other notes. There wasn't anything all that interesting about this one. Um, now, would you agree that this is like he's playing the same character he's played, but this is maybe like the most unbearable, like just the absolute peak of just like the most intolerable version of that character? Because that's all I could think about the whole time I'm watching. Uh, it's pretty uh, bad. He's not like I don't want to say he's he's not as aggressive in his like demeanor as other Seagal characters have been. He does just go around and like shoot people. That happens a lot, <laughs> but that's to be expected. But yeah. he doesn't just like walk into a scene and then say a bunch of like really insensitive or like racist or misogynist stuff and then leave. He does that less often. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I think for me, it's just purely like that. He is very clearly for at least five years had absolutely no contact with his family. Yeah. And then we meant like he shows up and he's like telling her what ring to wear and like, you know, about the guy and everything. Like, I think I also I freaking lost it when everybody thought she was dead. And the the like, yeah, her his ex-wife's new husband is like before we know he's evil. Well, he, we know he's a defense attorney, so we know he's evil, of course. But before we know <laughs> that specifically he conspired to have them killed, um, he's like, hey, I'm reaching out to the morgue and they're not like releasing the body. 
And Seagal says, like, when this is all over, when this is all over, I don't know, he, I don't even know what accent he had for this line. <laughs> when this is all over, I'm going to take her ashes back home and spread them myself. And I'm like, what? What? She's never been there. That's not even her home. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? No. And the stepdad's <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. Sure. Like, oh, okay. I guess Sounds that's fine. Good. <laughs> like, I'm, it's just ridiculous. That even he does the same thing when he comes and he like bosses cops around. Normally he's at least like some kind of law enforcement. He's just yeah. an ex mobster bossing cops around. Like he just for some reason when he does even the same stuff he normally does in this context, it is so much more infuriating. Mm. I think he just he cares so little anymore about his appearance on screen. It's it's just almost astounding. I don't understand yeah. how this man. I know they're all direct to video. I know they're all low budget garbage. How does this man keep making movies? Like, I don't get it. It's so bad. And he doesn't care. He doesn't put any effort in. All the people around him, all of the cast around him actually do a decent job, like usual. And then you look at him on the screen and he's doing his usual, like, wincing face. And and he doesn't respond to them. He just, yeah, well, you know, uh, and then line. It's just, it's so awful. So I'm going to say two things that I liked about this movie. Okay. And just these two things about the That's movie will, things will tell many. you what I thought about <laughs> the movie in general. But these are the two things that I like. I made notes about these two things and that I liked them. One, a little bit more seriously, when it's time for his ex-wife's funeral, the uh, the priest there is wearing the correct type of cassock and stole. Like the clothes that he's okay. wearing, That's cool. what that's what a Russian Orthodox priest looks like. They didn't just go to like Spirit Halloween and get a priest costume. Is there any like but or however to that? There's a very small however to that in that. (laughs) So he's he's dressed in the right clothes and he has the right. He's holding the right kind of crucifix. And it's something like that in the Eastern Orthodox churches. As far as I understand, they would use like a crucifix at that time. He is also holding a Bible, which there's no reason to be holding a Bible at that point. You don't actually use (laughs) like just a Bible that you can buy at the bookstore at any ritual. Like you would, you don't use that. You use like a ritual book. Mm-hmm. So that's a very small but to that. The other thing I liked, and I don't know why I even noticed this, uh, but the mob boss, the Russian mob boss who is not Seagal, uh, carries a Motorola razor. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'll, I love having your I'll perspective you on these things. <laughs> Little details that I would obviously wouldn't know about. Well, it's 2009. He's got a Motorola Razor. I'm like, this is very 2009. Oh, I'm, talk- I'm talking more specifically about the religion aspect. Oh. But... oh, well, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, Hans, do you want to know a fun little detail about this movie? Yes, please. Um, the actress who plays Seagal's daughter it, is... Is it the... Um, Go ahead. What? Sorry. Go ahead. In real life, is one year older than the actress who plays Seagal's ex-wife. I noticed. That. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's it's normally that you wouldn't think that you wouldn't think much of that in an in a normal movie. You wouldn't think that much of that, but in a Seagal movie, when he when it, when it's something was this one produced by Steamroller? I think it was. So this one was Steamroller. And a company called, um, oh, where was it? Uh, 
Insight Film Studios, which was great because I right. started off this movie and I was just thinking, boy, I wonder what insights, what <laughs> valuable insight I will get out of this film. Yeah, so you know that he himself had something to do with the casting on this movie, and you like that just makes it, 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 uh, it's just frustrating. It's, it's bad. just unfortunate. It is unfortunate. They both did great jobs. Yeah. Yeah, there's really nothing good. wrong with that. They Especially were since since was that fantastic minutes she was on screen. Especially since his yeah. ex-wife had to act through like pounds of uh, really bad old age makeup, but and then got yeah. killed. And then got killed then like got killed. five minutes after being introduced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only yeah. big thing, the only thing I can say I liked about this movie, we can reset the counter. Finally, he ran in yeah. this one. He actually, it was the stunt double. It was actually him running with his little wrists like flailing weirdly as his arms did that little like duck motion do you remember when that was like what what scene that was when that was going on no i didn't note down a time okay. but i saw it it happened it happened it did happen trust we can me reset the trust counter. me you guys it's, no no you guys you gotta trust me Seagal ran he just he he ran in canada or something like you wouldn't know <laughs> but like he, he ran you gotta trust me you gotta believe me there was a scene in this movie with actually him wait wincing wait, they did they filmed this movie in canada he did run in canada it's <laughs> <Seagal, laughs> run it's totally real it's up in canada though <laughs> yeah um i, I think yeah, i have no, so few pretty much about this one yeah i don't really have i have my line i hated it if yeah, i want oh, to talk about that what's your, oh yeah what's your line it's in the very beginning when the doctor's at the house and they're talking about the uh, the the dead wife, ex-wife, and they're bringing his daughter downstairs and they're bringing her down on this. Is it called a gurney? I don't know. They're bringing her down on this thing and it's at like this wild angle, which is really weird while they're mm-hmm. ca- carrying her downstairs. I don't know. It just struck me as odd. He stops them while they're on the stairs holding this like very nearly dead girl. <laughs> at this really wild angle and says hey uh so uh uh, how is she and the doctor goes well she sustained multiple stab wounds she's critical but stable yeah (laughs) i don't think that's how that works very similar to that uh later in the hospital he's like asking for an update on her daughter and like the doctor there like starts reading her medical chart like here's what's happened here's the state she's in and he's like hey 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 you look me in the eyes when you tell me about her. And so the doctor's like, we don't know when she'll wake up, but like she's currently alive. And I'm like, well, I'm so glad you stopped her from telling you the specific useful information. And reading from the chart. Make, make your dumb boomer like, look me in the eyes. Say, well, I can't do that and read her right. chart at the same time. So, so sure. I get, yeah, she's, she'll be tap dancing within the afternoon. What, what do you want from me? <laughs> do you have a did you have a quote here? Um, i uh my favorite line is every time and a uh, character in this movie just kind of like slurs between english and russian and i can't tell what's going on that's your <laughs> that's your line that's my quote yeah that's my favorite line nice you know so you liked actually like half the dialogue in this movie then yeah <laughs> it's just it was just kind of like, uh, and then, then, then they'll say like a, a word <laughs> yeah so there's this like dumb plot where like he brings the ring and then like she's like oh i'm just gonna set this ring like over here on the table to make sure i use it for the ceremony <laughs> and like before he leaves he just like very poorly hides it under these papers so at yep. one point the lead that him and the fiance are following is like you know who pawned this ring and i can't remember exactly when it happens but it's something like oh yeah these two guys like you know brought in the ring or something and he goes uh 
two guys, one ring sounds like gay marriage. <laughs> and oh yeah, that was my line because like you just know like he thought that was funny. Also, marriage takes two rings, but uh... <laughs> yeah, two guys, one ring sounds like gay marriage. Marriage is no very famous for having one ring involved. Um, I it's just because it's like such a dumb like again it just really sums up just this dumb boomer like I'm sure he's like cracking up at this and he thinks this is so such a funny burn he's gonna call the Russian mobster dudes gay wow got him Steve good job <laughs> that's my quote uh oh. one star I, I gave I gave this I, like I wasn't uh, I was serious at the beginning one star because I can't it's not submerged like this is a movie that exists no. this is not the cutting room <laughs> yeah. scraps. So it can't have half no. a star, but it's one star. It's not even getting that one and a half from me. I'm going to give it one and a half only because That's I That's can fair. follow this movie. Like it is a whole that. movie with a whole plot. It might be bad, it, but it, you know, it exists in a state that you can sit back and watch it as a movie, which is more than we can say for some We're of this stuff. on a curve. Yeah, I uh, I was prepared to give this one and a half, maybe two stars, until Zach started giving the uh, the synopsis here, and that it brought it down to one star for me. Like, I... Yes, <laughs> I feel like we should <laughs> we should like have a little game. We should get points, like any time we persuade another person, star rating. Because <laughs> I know there have been times where I've where like talking about it has raised and lowered it for me, so I totally get that. Yeah, because you're like, oh, that yeah. was really dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Well, wait a second. Yeah, actually, yeah. Hold that on. did bother that me." Sucks now that more you than I remembered. It. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing. That's my my public service. That's my community service. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Zach. Yeah. That was... uh, what should we watch instead? Oh, uh, literally anything. Um, <laughs> literally anything. <laughs> I mean, if you want like cool gunfights with like the Russian mob involved, you have like the John Wick movies. I was just yeah. thinking about John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Wick. that's a good one. Nobody, a similar vein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Wick. I don't with know. Sergeant I can't Bob come up with anything else. But yeah, yeah. Um, How, there have got to be more Russian mob oh, movies. Than yeah, oh, yeah, for mean, sure. Yeah. I'm just not. You could watch Barry. It has Chechens. That's kind of. Chechens. <laughs> if you want a TV I'm show, Google everyone should watch movies with Russian mobsters. Oh, The Equalizer. Hell yeah, Denzel Washington. Yeah, watch The Equalizer. Oh, oh okay, yeah. yeah. Man, we're really scraping the bottle of the barrel here. We're like, yeah, I don't well, know what should, we should watch. Should Just watch, Google uh, it. Well, okay, my... We should watch Macbeth, also starring Denzel Washington. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to recommend John Wick 1. Aaron, you'll recommend John Wick 2. Hans, you'll recommend John oh, Wick yeah, 3, definitely Parabellum. John Wick 2. I'm and John then Wick I'm gonna, guy. it's going to come back to me, so I get to also recommend John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs> great, great. I'm film. definitely a John Wick 2 guy. That's that's my that's my John Wick. Is that is that is for it real? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That's my. I mean, it is guy. when they first you know expand out the lore. Okay. Okay. This is not, <laughs> this can't become a John Wick podcast. <laughs> I don't see why not. I. <laughs> I mean, we can if we do Keanu Reeves next season. A John Wick. The, we... the original is still top tier for me, and then uh, it's it's very very. Oh, oh So actually, wait. That... We do we do have a nice little sprite here because for me, I I'd have to rewatch it. But right now, I'd, I'd say John Wick 4. John, like, watching that in theaters just blew really? me away. John Wick Chapter 4 oh, was dude. amazing. Oh. I didn't get to see it in oh, theaters. Oh, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. When he's like doing circles, like, you know, in the traffic circle of France, like, I, I have a smile on my face. I'm just so happy. I mean, that's pretty good. It was good. pretty when, good. When, when, the stairway. It's like the, 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 fire, bla- the fire breathing shotgun. Oh, my God. I was in, I was <laughs> yeah. in heaven. I was in Nirvana. The whole stairway. That, that's at the end cinema. Was what did that's it for movies. Me. The perfect. stairway, yes, the stairway scene, so perfect. Everything that about is it. that is cinema. Baby. Like if you, 
I just like seeing Mr. Krabs in that one. Ooh. Ooh, solid. Ooh, okay, John... John Wick... Ooh, this is tricky. Which one has, like, the best kind of side characters that are only in that movie? Because John Wick 1 has Willem Dafoe and Theon. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so who... Which John Wick has just, like, the best self-contained... John Wick 2 has, what, Ruby Rose and Common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Wick 4 has Clancy Brown. Is yeah. there anyone like... Oh, John Wick 3 has Halle Berry, of course. I almost yeah. forgot about her. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is How tough. And, um... Oh, what's his name from John Wick 2? The the owner of the Continental in John Wick 2. Who's that? In John Wick 2? Yeah. Who in the Continental? Winston? Or... No, 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 He's no. He's in many. The, the, the Continental in, um... Oh, where does he go to do the hit? Oh, the oh the guy that's like you're not here to kill the Pope, are you? Yes, like, the, yes. The, the Italian. Oh. Yes, who's that? Wait, who is that actor? I think I, I think he's gonna be my pick specifically for that line. John shows up and he says, "I have to ask you something. Are you here for the Pope?" And John goes, "No." And he's like, "All right, we're in business. No worries." He's portrayed by Franco Nero. Yes. Yeah, Franco he's Nero gonna be my pick. Oh, he was in the Pope's Exorcist. Wait, he was in Django and Django Unchained. Oh, did he he played Django and he, in Django, and then he made a cameo in Django Unchained. Oh, he was in Letters of Juliet. Nice. I've actually weirdly seen a decent amount of this guy's movies. That's a solid one. And then also, what John Wick Chapter Three has the Master of Coin from Game of Thrones. What's his name? Sir Bronn, or does um, it? It's been a long time since I've seen Chapter because he's like who Halle Berry is going to kill, and he's you will give me one of your dogs, and Halle Berry. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ooh, I need tough. to do a full John Wick rewatch one through four. Yeah. I've only ever Maybe seen I the third can... one once, and I don't remember if that was in theaters or not. But I know I've only I might seen have it to one give time. like the the fun one movie guest actor to John Wick one because Willem Dafoe is still a force to be reckoned with. Oh, perfect! He is absolutely perfect in that movie. Do y'all know like the fun fact about Willem Dafoe? What? What is oh it? no, I can't say it. <laughs> what? If, for those of you in the know, you know the what? fun fact about Willem Dafoe. I'll tell you off the pod. Um, so that has been driven to oh, kill. Okay. Why? Um, with the special subsequent <laughs> bonus. Hold on. Um, Hold on. Why? Keanu, Keanu, please. The Keanu Reeves fan cast, where we talk about John Wick and Willem DeFriend, the Willem Dafoe friend cast. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you have a fantastic, spectacular Halloween, or if you're listening to this on your commute the day after, a very fun Ohio's Day, November 1st, uh, fall season. Get ready. Remember, go to Mass. Go to, yeah, have fun with family and friends and loved ones. Eat some soup. Have some, you know, some some nice warm beverages, some hot apple cider. Um, I love Ask you. Ask for the intercession of the saints. Yeah, also do that. Um, don't watch this movie. Okay, it was awful. Okay, bye. Make sure to pray for the dead tomorrow. Yes. If that's your thing. That means one of us has to die. You weren't recording that on. I just got my stuff wrapped up here. I've got on. on the open. Gold. Oh, A B C. Always be recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, before are you recording now, Hans? I am. Maybe this will be like you know a, a post episode thing or something. But mm-hmm. I have very good news for you, Hans. Really? For you, you specifically. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. 
we went through and we were looking at like who's going to be like in charge of like recapping and editing like the remaining episodes for this like projects uh-huh and so the next couple ones are so really that just that we have the next few that we're we finish up like you know semester two the way we broke it out so when we get to the last third so i have machete and then you have born to raise hell sure fine <laughs> okay. sure aaron has maximum conviction i have force of execution then hans has a good man 2014 <laughs> then aaron has absolution i have code of honor then hans has sniper special ops 2016 <laughs> then aaron has the asian connection then i have end of a gun then hans has contract to kill uh i have perfect weapon no wait cartels way i'm definitely mixed up here but the point is we keep going and then hans has the final film beyond the law 2019 (laughs) every single movie other than machete that like we have mentioned the name of that we have not seen but like we know the name of Mm -hmm. for this last like third you're the star buddy (laughs) that you get sniper special ops you get a good man you get beyond the law you're eating well this last third eating well well eating well (laughs) eating like a just a you take like a fried chicken sandwich and then fry it again and then fry it again and fry it again (laughs) until there's no chicken left and it's just fry and that's what you're eating (laughs) 